and good morning everybody on the west coast and it's a little after one o'clock here on the east coast we're welcoming back into another edition of the lakers fast break podcast i'm your host magic man sean grice and with me is uh the number one lakers blogger on the internet according to all the data out there mr laker tom and laker tom thank you for joining Lakers fast break on this Lakerholic spotlight, and how are you doing this morning, Tom? I'm doing great, Sean. It's, uh, you know, uh, I tell you, after seven quarters of basketball that was frustratingly disappointing, thank God we got that eighth quarter in there, man, because that last quarter really has made this weekend much more enjoyable than it would have been had we played the eighth quarter the way we played the first seven. Um, oh, my goodness. Aren't you yeah. ever correct on that one, Tom? So at any rate, uh, thanks thanks to uh, LeBron's closing and uh, Christian Woods' great defense and uh, AD's great play in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm now, having before, a good weekend. I'm having a good weekend, man. I'm that's awesome. Great weekend. Now, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts, Tom, I just wanted to ask you a question. Are you comfortable with... Uh, the idea that LeBron's going to play a whole quarter, uh, maybe yeah, I think so. occasion, I think so. occasionally, not frequently, yeah. but occasionally. Are you, do you feel okay about that? You got 20, 29 other teams, right? That's right. And there's probably, what, five or six teams at most that are really critical that you want to show that you can match up against? Yes. Um, and so what's that? One out of six? One out of, I think that he can play for 35 minutes in those types of games. Okay. In those five or six, against those five or six opponents. I'm 100% in favor of the load management of LeBron. I think it's stupid not to do it. Um, I think he's even willing to agree to it. And it's probably grits his teeth when he says it. But it's it needs to be done. And, and it'll pay off by having a healthier LeBron a more rested LeBron when we get into the playoffs. You've, you've got to do that. And to a certain extent, I think you have to do it with your entire team because it's a long slog for 82 games, man. Um, and depth, one of the benefits of depth is the ability to do that. So I'm comfortable with that. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I, I didn't have any problem with it. I thought that, that Ham shouldn't have probably taken LeBron out in the first game. For the simple reason, it's one of those five or six teams. No other reason, you know. He just got a little over enthusiastic, but I think that you know he's a smart he's a smart guy. He knows when he makes mistakes, and generally, I haven't seen him make the same mistake twice. Maybe except for the three guard lineups. <laughs> <laughs> and as we welcome in the uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Yummy Swoot. Jamie, how you doing this morning? And uh, do you have anything to add on to what Laker Tom had to say? What are your feelings about the Lakers after two games? And how is your comfort level with LeBron playing a whole fourth quarter? Oh, yeah, man. It's real groovy. You know, it's a, <laughs> like, it's a cool vibe. Listen, you know, what's early in the season. We're going to get spoken word from Jamie in <laughs> five minutes. It's early in the season, man. You know how it goes, and like you know, it's it's still like extended training camp for the Lakers. Uh, I think we're gonna see them mess lineups and stuff like that for another six, seven games, especially with Vando being out for a couple weeks, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to in a bit. Um, I don't know if everybody saw that it's there's an official release of medical information as to what was going on, which is left heel bursitis. And Sean, I'll let you influ- uh, inform the wonderful viewers at home what exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't too, listen, another two and 10 start this season would have been disastrous or something akin to that, right? Another start like we had last season where they're searching for identity, desperate for wins, grasping onto like rotations that are, you know, workable in an NBA game that's an untenable situation this season. Not after the way, not after all the hype of the off season, all the, the wonderful play to close last season out, that all just gets flushed right down the toilet, right? The other thing was the Lakers didn't have a great home record last year. It wasn't, it was not a great home record. It was good. good. We barely, 
just got up to 500 around the end of March. It took to it took almost to the last game of the season. I think we ended up one game over 500. We were 21-20. Very good. Big brain on Jamie. And we made an egg for seven straight quarters. Mm-hmm. But, but that's this, this is this is why I don't have a problem with it, right? Because these are the moments where there's a he's the reason he's the highest paid player on the team or second highest paid player or whatever the difference is there. But like, and I understand there's a goal, uh, but you know there's I think there were more factors than just the 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 load management. One, Ham smartly waited. He saved his times outs, didn't challenge some plays that maybe could have been challenged in the third quarter, which I, I, in hindsight, was genius, right? That meant he had a lot of wiggle room in terms of managing the time itself in the game. And then they had two days off. They had yesterday and today off before they play again on Sunday. So plenty of time for... Great point. Great points, Jamie. Plenty of time for him to go back in the hyperbaric for uh, refreeze himself in carbonite, whatever he does in between games to, uh, you know, get himself ready. So I was fine. We got all right. I was fine. Appreciate it. Appreciate the intro. So, gentlemen, on the Lakers spotlight tonight, we're uh, going to be discussing some patterns we've seen in the first two games. It's only two games, but I wanted to inform Laker Tom. There's been uh, a slight improvement between last year and this year on our three-point shooting. I mean, <laughs> believe it or not. Believe believe it or not. Yeah, all right. So, so you know, here's the here's the whole issue with that. So hold on, Tom. Okay. I just wanted to say through the first two games where we lost to the, the Warriors and the Clippers, the Lakers shot 19 of 85 from beyond three point land. Terrible, terrible efficiency, god awful. Uh, you don't need a calculator to know that's that's god awful. So this year, Tom, through two games, they're 15 of 58, which is around 26 percent. So you're not exactly drowning, but your head isn't above water yet either. So there's a, a struggle still. And Tom, one of one of the big struggles is that we're not making our open shots again and it's been a bleed out issue from last year that unfortunately has come into this year and tom the only guy i see consistently who's aggressive on those catch and shoots is torian prince i wanted to get your thoughts on uh the small incremental improvement on the three-point shooting and how it can get better well you touched on a lot of things that are kind of interesting um, and I've been sort of at the top of my list of things that I've been rum- ruminating about. Um, I'll take Torian, Torian Prince first. He had a horrible game, zero points, zero anything. And what's really fascinating about it, well, he looked so good in the first couple of games or in the, in the first seven quarters, we really struggled a little bit with him with that traditional lineup. And a lot of it is because of size. And the thing that to remember about the Lakers is we improved our three-point shooting, and the goal was just not to have such a huge differential negative every game where we're down 20 points or 18 or 15 points of three-point shooting. And what we did to make up for that is we've attacked the rim and have gotten to the free-throw line. And so our formula, our blueprint for success is still, the identity of this team is still winning the points in the paint and the free made free throw battles. And what we did in the fourth quarter and what we did in that game was to dominate those. We had 29 point differential in our favor and made free throws and points in the paint. And what really highlighted all of that is size, positional size that you get from playing Christian Wood. That was the big thing. That's the whole difference is that everything is fighting against. Um, I understand that nobody wants LeBron to play the three and have to chase guys around screens and so forth. There's an easy answer to that. It's simply switch everything. It makes a lot more sense to switch everything, especially with our drop coverage, because we're just, we keep letting guys get in, get into the lane because they get, they use the screen, they get into the lane, they get their defender on their hip, they put them in jail and they got an easy floater because 
they got a guy in a dunker spot and our guy's not going to come out from underneath the rim. And they, we keep getting killed with those easy shots in there. You don't want LeBron to chase guys around screens. Just switch everything for the few minutes of the game that you're going to have that problem, but get that size so that LeBron is always playing against this guy who's smaller than him. Not a guy who's a power forward, but a guy who's really small. And you've got positional size all through the front court. Um, I think what we're also going to see is Cam Reddish, I thought, played really well, too. And when Vanderbilt gets back, he's only going to have a spot being backing up the shooting guard. And I think we're going to see a lot of size going into the front. I think our whole defensive philosophy is going to be the size and length all the way through the lineup. And we're going to see a lot of the back, a lot of the emphasis going. And that's that's so that we are going to play the same way. We'll have better shooting because that'll come. It's just a small sample size. The better shooting will come. But we still got to use that huge size advantage that we get with Wood and spreading everybody out with the five-out offense. And all of a sudden, you got LeBron and AD having a lot more spacing when they're playing with Christian Wood. Um, I... I the only thing I guess, and Jamie brought it up, it's that, you know, it'd be nice if Wood wasn't so good for the Lakers that we could somehow talk him into taking the uh, MLE next year and keep him rather than losing him because we have no way of no way of outbidding anybody for the guy. Um, but, you know, you take advantage of what you got. And uh, to, to Wood's credit, you know, he played excellent defense. You know, he's his problem has always been is a, t- a lack of attention span, you know, and an inability to focus and stay stay laser focused on the job. It's not he can he can move his feet and stay in front of people, and he's got that ability to do that. Same as Reddish, both of them. It's just that when when they're off the ball, man, they just cannot they cannot get keep in the right position and with the right state of attention, so that they just don't seem to have that anticipation that some players have where they. I know exactly what's going to happen next, so I know exactly what I'm going to do. They're, instead, they they react, and their reaction time obviously is not great because that's what their defensive lapses have been due from. But um, I, I, Vanderbilt's, that's tough that he's got that injury, but yet that's giving an opportunity for lots of guys, you know. Um, he could he could be this year's version of Lonnie Walker, you know, who, loses a lot of opportunity, but, you know, hopefully he can come back like Lonnie did. And, and when he gets it, he'll get his moments. You know, that's one thing in a long season. You know, if you, if you, if you're a pro and you pay attention and you, you work, on, you work on your craft and so forth, and, and you're ready to go, um, you'll get your time. In 82 games, man, everybody gets their shot. Everybody does, Tom. Jamie, do you have anything to add? Carry on my wayward son. Yeah, man, it's just one game, first of all, really just a quarter, if you think about it, when it came to Christian Wood on defense. My my thoughts there were, I mean, let's, first of all, let's be, let's be honest about that situation. He was guarding KD, who's 35 years old, multiple leg injuries over multiple seasons in the last four years. He was never quick. He was never a lightning fast player to begin with. Though for the Lakers, that's actually a, a fine matchup, right? Swap Grayson Allen out with Devin Booker swap Goodington out with Bradley Beal. And that that's just not going to work. I don't care if you switch everything. They're going to blow by Christian Wood. They will switch well, on. They, 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 Christian Wood's not going to be guarding one of them. Then you put Vanderbilt in the lineup, then you probably they, have Gabe Vincent in the lineup instead of Debo. So I'm just saying that like that worked for that matchup in that game. And I don't see that as a blueprint going forward for every single game. I think there's some teams that'll work against, but like LeBron was defending Grayson Allen. Come on. <laughs> I mean, let's let's put everything into proper focus here. And like, and, and let and let it not be what I like about it. I like I like that listen, they found a great go to when the game mattered. They found the right matchup to exploit when the game mattered and they won the game. That's good coaching. That's good execution by the players. Everybody did their job, and that is to be commended. Does that mean we should, like, you know, roll out the patent, send it into the office, and say, no, that's, this is not, this is, this is. This no, is but you better go, you better, you better look to figure out how to take advantage of what you just saw work. That's um, our defense 
we yeah. haven't seen a quarter where we held somebody to 11 points, including not, the team with KD. Not in not in two whole games. You're right. Not, but, not in two whole games. Not not in a not in a long time, man. Here's the thing: what's happening in the league when you look at Wimbanyana and you look at all of the size and length that's happening? What we saw with the Lakers having Christian Wood and Anthony Davis both being able to defend on the perimeter as well as, you know, be good defenders overall. You saw an ex saw what's happening around the league with this extreme length and height that's, that's moving into the league and all of these young players coming around. Yeah, but I also know what I saw last season with the way that we played defense, which was after the trading deadline, the fifth best defense in the league in terms of defense. Mm -hmm. So I think we can be a great defensive place, team. Place and time for all of these matchups, right? There's a reason they got the players that they got. And like you, like we've said both on the blog and here today, Reddish and, and Wood have done a better job. I'm not saying they've done a great job. They've done a better job on defense than anybody thought they would, and that's to be commended, right? They, they're playing on minimum, vet minimum contracts when they should be playing for MLEs at the least. Yep. So there's, there's reasons for all of this, right? There's, none of this is just like, oh, how did we get here for anybody? So no, but there's also reasons why we are going to continue to play the way that they've shown that they played the last couple of games. Our our, de our oh, defense our defense needs to get better, Tom. No question about it. Through through eight quarters, we've given up 41 fouls. We're yeah. we're we're foul prone. We give 30. We give up 30. defensive rating in the fourth quarter of last night of the game. It was good. It was good. It was 40. good. Forty point seven. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. The net rating the is quarter. seven. Those are unheard of numbers. My devil's advocate is that I think as much as our defense, KG going for that 13th spot or whatever it was on the all-time scoring list, worked against Phoenix. They went KD specific in the fourth quarter. He took over twice as many shots as the next two players combined. So yeah, this is – this. this the, the, <laughs> Look, that's, if, what they have to, that's what they have to do when when fine. I don't they want don't to have any other options at that point in time. Win is a win is a win is a win. I'm not trying to take away yeah. from any, but no, and it is it is only one. It was only twelve minutes. Maybe everybody understands it's twelve minutes. But have fun with the twelve minutes, man. I mean, Jesus Christ, you couldn't have played any better than than they played in those twelve minutes turning it into a blueprint for the future. This this was a good 12 minutes of basketball. They made the right adjustment, and Phoenix didn't. Rookie coach made made the wrong adjustment, didn't rein in a star player. There's a lot of things that you could say went wrong for Phoenix, just as well as you could say a lot of things went right for the Lakers, which is why we won the game. Uh, J Jamie, I wanted you brought up an interesting We won it because of size hold, hold and on, Hold on, hold on, Tom. Yeah. Jamie, you brought up an interesting point there. Uh, do you think Frank Vogel is going to have a problem trying to communicate to Kevin Durant that maybe he shouldn't take shots that he's taking? Because I, I got I to gotta be honest with you. I would be very hesitant if I was Frank Vogel on how I uh, leaned into that. No, I, I, I think we saw how Vogel handles superstars when he was here with the Lakers. He's going to let – that was – he is a defensive coach, and you saw that in the first three quarters when they were playing great defense on us. They had a they had a plan to keep AD out of the paint for the most part. They they had a solid they used solid rotations to disrupt what we were trying to do. And then in the fourth quarter, Kevin Durant ran out of gas. He he didn't he he scored. He had terrible efficiency in the fourth quarter. They weren't driving the ball. They were just setting set on for jump shots, so they didn't get to the line. And that's a Frank Vogel offense to a T. No plan. <laughs> no, no, no scheme to like get somebody shots. It was, hey, superstar, you go. You go, girl. You take that ball and you do what you do. You're the superstar. That's the Frank Vogel offense. And it's why it's incredibly frustrating as a human being and a fan of basketball because it doesn't, but he won't. To your point, he will not sit KD down and be like, you think you took too many shots in that fourth quarter? Because he doesn't have a better plan. No, he doesn't. Doesn't he doesn't. So that's that's to be expected. And I, when I say rookie coach, I don't obviously Frank Vogel is not. You, a rookie. you mean his first season his as first, a Suns coach? Everyone knows what you mean, Jamie. Yeah. You don't gotta ever explain yourself. Uh, so that the comment section didn't yeah. rope sure. me over and, uh, and uh, act out a scene from Deliverance. This is Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies .com. 
and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, it doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you know, and again, so we'll bring up the Vanderbilt issue. So we now know that uh, as uh, Jamie and Tom both brought up great points about the defense. So Vando's out for two weeks with bursitis. Um, Bursitis, not not an uncommon injury among basketball players, tennis players, uh, polo players. You know, with the uh, arm flexion and extension, it's just natural that uh, at, at some point there, there's going to be issues. Um, uh, so we call, gentlemen, are you familiar with the term ball and socket joint? Mm-hmm. Elbows a ball and socket joint. So is the hip. So is the wrist. So is the shoulder. So is the shoulder. So you could get bursitis in just about any any place you have a joint so uh, i think the concern is not aluminum (laughs) fair (laughs) enough tom but i think i think a little concern here is not a big concern but a little concern is it looks like rest hasn't helped the situation yeah so obviously he needs another two weeks to be reevaluated it could be a funny thing, you know. Everybody's the same. We we've talked about this before. Every everybody has a different makeup, a different recovery time, different ways to approach an injury. I'm just hoping he 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 comes back and he's 100 percent when he steps on the floor because Jamie and Tom both brought up a great point in different ways. Uh, Vando has a ripple effect on the defense. That's his significance. And it's very important because that ripple effect affects how teams play the Lakers defensively. Vando is able to cover a lot of ground very quickly. You need that. You need that in a war. You need you need a tank that can commit to a large plot of land and be able to be on its own. He can do that. Without him, as Tom said, you have to kind of rely on Cam Reddish. Now, Reddish showed some very good defensive chops in a few sequences in both games, Tom. And it's going to be interesting seeing him coming back uh, because I think if they if those two guys are on the floor together, Tom, I'm concerned about the, the shooting. So that, that may require LeBron to play more point guard if, if it requires Vanto and Reddish to be on the floor together. Uh, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on the Vando injury? And do you feel the same as I do? That if you're going to play these two long, lanky gentlemen who are pretty apt defenders but not very good shooters, you may need LeBron to play more point. I think I think you hit the nail. Actually, there's two nails that you're, that you're hitting on the head in that little speech there, Sean. Because I do think that there is a desire by LeBron, as we heard him express, you know, on the sidelines uh, during game one. There's a desire by him to play point more, uh, to have the ball in his hands, I think, you know, um, which is sort of, which is contrary to the Lakers' desire to take the ball out of his hands. Um, And then on Vanderbilt, I think, I think one of the strategic decisions that the Lakers have to do and I think it's in line with the new contract that they gave Vanderbilt, their, their strategy of waiting so that he would be untradeable this season, you know, before signing him on an extension. Their investment in him, basically as a defensive stopper, I think is really important. So they need a major role for him. Now, I think it's, this injury now has made that, that's made any possibility of him being the starter out of the question at this point in time, because that's not going to happen. 
not the only way that that's going to happen is if whoever they decide is the starter totally falls on their face during the two weeks or however long Vando is out. But they need to find a major role for Vando, and that major role is going to probably, I think, solve the problem of having him ever show up on the court with Reddish because I think they're both competing for that backup spot that never was given to Christie, like people talked about in the beginning, just because, come on, the kid is a 20-year-old kid. You just can't put him in such an important role as backing up Austin Reeves. Um, so I think it's going to be between Reddish and Vando to back up the uh, backup reads at the two. Um, and then, then the next question that you have to look at is, is the way the dominoes fall and how everybody plays. And, and one of the things of having too many players, then more players, the more capable rotation players, than you have slots in a rotation, um, is that you have trade assets that you can trade at the, at the deadline. And, and the Lakers probably at this point in time, feel like they, I mean, they need two things. They need somebody that at the end of the game doesn't have to be a superstar, but they need somebody at the end of the game. They can count on a Buddy Heald or, you know, some, or, or Bogdanovich or somebody they can give the ball to to get a really high percentage shot one-on-one -on -one at the end of the game because that's not LeBron under our AD, truthfully, you know. Um, we can set, good coaching can set in, in situations, can set them up, but that's, they're not like a Kevin Durant or a Booker that you give the ball to and you get out of the way. Um, and I'm not even I'm not even an advocate of that type of player at the end of the game. But you need that, you know, you need it. Whether it's a Demar Rosen or whatever, you need somebody like that. And then secondly, we need somebody like Caruso who can shut down, you know, those those real tough scores and put on him um, without sacrificing everything like you do with Vando. That's so hopefully Vando, you're still building toward that and he can be that Caruso down the road for us. Um, I think he's really important. I think you have to somehow build your rotation to create a critical role for him so you can get his, you can get him 20 minutes per game, get his defense 20 minutes per game. You can't let him be marginalized down to eight minutes per game, eight to 12 minutes per game with that kind of defense, you know, where you pull him out every third or fourth game because you're up against the Damian Lillard or, you know, or a Steph Curry or whatever. Um, it's, uh, I think he's, I think he's a critical part of the future of the team and you need to somehow, he has to be part of that 10 man rotation, probably as the backup shooting guard. All right, Jamie. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on this discussion, and uh, do you have your own thoughts, or do you have anything to add your uh, to what Tom was saying? I've got I've got plenty of thoughts. I got plenty of thoughts, Sean. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, I think he'll displace Tori and Prince from the starting lineup when he comes back. I don't think it's I don't think it's a big mystery. I don't think it's a big question mark for the team. Uh, I'm, I know Tori and Prince shot the ball game one, and he turned it. Shot the ball awfully in Game Two, because of because of how the Lakers' team philosophy begins. That is not surprising to me. We are not the Warriors. We are not the Trailblazers. We are not one of those teams that has lightning in a bottle shooting, and so we do everything possible with our coaching and with our team building to unlock that shooter to make that shooter the most empowered shooter they can be. That has never been, ever, even when Mike D'Antoni was here, much to his chagrin. Uh, you never shooters. This has never been the Lakers' way, right? They go, they want to have dominant inside force. They Are you saying that the Lakers' curse is self-inflicted, Jamie? I just think it's part of their <laughs> philosophy. They've been, they're, they're. I mean, it is, it is in a sense that you're absolutely right. I mean, you go back in time, and the great Laker players, other than Magic and Kobe, are big. They're Munich, big guys. They're 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 Kareem. They're Wilt, worthy even big guy. On down the line, Shaq, Gasol, LeBron, and AD. Yet all of it is built around bigger, punishing players. Players that punish you with body blows inside, score inside win by playing it's no longer back to the basket back, back. in a guard dominated guard driven wing driven league they don't care sean we can't hear you 
they don't can, care. Yeah, you can go down the Lakers um, no. skid skid row of great shooters: Terry Teagle, Jason Capono. Uh, Mike Brown told us Troy Murphy was a right. dead eye shooter, and he right. was when he played for Golden State, just not oh. when he played for the Lakers. But it's because it's not. But I don't blame. I don't. I mean, it's part of it might be a quote unquote Laker curse, but it also comes down to how we build and coach and execute the team. Yeah. There's one exception. There's always an exception to the rule, and that one exception is Glenn Rice. Glenn was the only exception, and he was only here for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like to be fair. And he was, and he underperformed based on his career averages. Go back and look at his Laker year, and it's one of the worst years he ever had. It's one of the worst years he ever had because he had to share the ball so much. He was used to being a some yeah. kind of, I guess, whatever. So my well, point, Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves, right now is suffering from that same problem because I think he's suffering from a a lot of internal pressure he's putting on himself, to be honest. And I think Hachimura is doing the same thing, and they got to. Plays for Hachimura. They let Hachimura just kind of drift around. Uh, this is this is this is the thing, right? We're not focused on getting guys shots. There's never been a Laker. No, coach. We're focusing on finding out. We're focused on giving twelve different players an opportunity. An opportunity. Right. It's a, it's a very equal opportunity offense, which yeah. is great when it comes to empowering guys who need to be empowered. But right. when the guys who you've paid a lot of money to, guys who you expect to step up when you need them to, you can't just put them. With, you can't put them on an island with some wood no. and and say, well, go ahead and build yourself a yacht. It just doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. So this is this is a little bit of a problem with the organization, a little bit of a problem with the coach. And, yes, it's a problem with some of the players simply not making shot. Well, there's, that- a, there's a gravity. There's also a gravity that the superstars have. They attract the ball, man, because yeah, Reeves has got the ball and LeBron is standing wide open there and AD is standing wide open there. What do you think Austin is supposed to do? He's supposed to pass that ball and to that's, one of those two guys. As LeBron and AD have such gravity, the defensive schemes will always be to deny, deny, deny LeBron. Yeah. They will happily let shoot. But, but you still you got to have the points. You've got to have the points from those guys. They'll have to. They, the other three guys have got to prove they can make shots. Everybody's going to make open shots. And what did Sean say at the beginning of the podcast? We're having a problem making our open shots. Yeah. But, that's, a, but that's – Again, that, that's game to game. You can't. That's the that's the problem with Mike D'Antoni's whole theory of winning. You cannot count on always making your shot. But the point being is, my point is that what is consistent is the defense, and that's why at a deadline last season when we had Vando in the starting lineup with AD, and it kind of didn't matter what the rest of the personnel was, right? D'Lo, Reeves, LeBron. You could be right. You could be right, but. But for some reason, I don't see. For some reason, I don't see. It's because you're in love with the three-point shot, Tom. That's why. It's not. Well, for... No, I'm not in love with the three-point shot. I think. I think that the league has changed. The name. The nature of the game has changed because of the three-point shot. And yeah. the Lakers. The Lakers basically have been probably the last of the major teams to maybe the Knicks to recognize that. And are... to, and to and to not only recognize it but also to included in their in their whole recruiting and roster building process as well as their type of offense that they're running you know we'll get a lot more three-point attempts this year than we have in the past and we'll make more of them but that doesn't that does not going to take us away from the simple fact that we know our offense is dedicated to having a positional size advantage and winning the wars of the points in the paint and the made free throws that's our bread and butter we're not going to throw that away, but I'm tired of the Lakers and the so-called so-called Lakers curse, or our self-inflicted Lakers curse, preventing us from at least ameliorating and reducing the damage that we suffer every game with our negative three-point shooting differential. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, it's, you it's, cannot it's, beat that three-point shooting differential with just defense. You have to shoot and make threes. You have that's to, simple. Tom. You have to. That's 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 just the game today. It's um, it, it's the it's the way the cookie is crumbled. Just got to level that playing field, and so, then then the other part of our game will win. So it's, in saying that, uh, go ahead, Jamie. You were going to add some. Well, so the, so, but this is the point. So if 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 you know that there's a philosophical, I don't want to say like antipathy, but like indifference to the three point revolution, right? however you want to phrase that. 
And if you there know, has been in the past, I don't think there is any more on the Lakers. Well, because okay, but go do yourself a favor. Go back and watch every media day since Kobe retired. Every media day, everybody says all these wonderful things about shooting, about three pointers, about how we're embracing the modern game. And then they go out and not, not every Laker coach has been along. Frank Vogel was fine, uh, but before no. Frank Vogel, go back and watch me. The whole approach to three point shooting was nope, we don't do it. Not on media day. Game. That's old school. We're new, we're old school. No, I'm telling you, dude, I've watched these media and sometimes I save them for a while to go back and be like, what the hell? What the, oh, that, hey, that, listen, all you have to do is look at the stats of how many threes you take a game. That tells you what the Lakers' attitude toward three point shooting has been in the past up until this year. But what I'm saying is this. The numbers speak for themselves. Off with a bunch of lip service and glad handing about how we've embraced the modern game. And then every season basically turns out the same. We're, we're at best middle of the pack and more likely we're in the bottom third. No, more likely we're in the bottom fourth. <laughs> but this is this is the point. Our goal is, is to get into the middle of the pack. So I'm, I, I, for one, never buy into the lip service and the glad at the beginning of the season. I, not ever. I'm like, well, we know that, Jamie. Because it's all you're just. Our bell, you're our bellwether in that sense. It's not even bellwether. It's just empirical evidence at this point. Like, oh, yeah, the coach and Rob's going to come out and be right. like, we got, we got some really great shooters in the offseason. We're really trying to improve the shooting. Well, I, I sure wouldn't bet my money on the Lakers leading the league in three-point shooting. The other thing they're going to say depending on what superstar it is, they either want to take the ball out of Kobe's hands more or LeBron's hands more, because that's a great plan. Listen, I, all these things where people are like, LeBron's going to have less of a role. He's going to take fewer three-point shots. LeBron is, I think, leading the team in three-point field goal attempts as we speak, probably is shooting about 28%, if I remember right. These guys play the way they play. There's no ticket. LeBron wants, says all the same things in the offseason. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to trust in my team. We have more. We got great depth. And then when they get in between the lines, he's on the sideline telling the coach, "You know, I can. Put, I can play point guard. You can give me the ball. I will do everything." Like, that's just how he plays. It has nothing to do with how he thinks. It has nothing to do with the things people say off the court in front of a camera. It's just the way it is. Kobe was the same way. Bird was the same way. Jordan was the same way. LeBron is the same way. The greats are great. And the team should support them in their greatness. So load management, wonderful idea. I'm not going to be surprised when LeBron's minutes are actually closer to 33, 34 per game for the season. Might be a career low as a Laker. Will not be in the 28 to 30 minute range like they, they're talking about on TV. 28 to 32 is what well, they said. Jamie, why, why are you so determined in your – in your uh I'm not determined it's just what's going to happen. Well, it is, it's kind of a confirmation bias, don't you think? I mean, I sure. I mean, if you want it to be, I, I don't But, but why I, though? I, that that's the interesting question. Just because like we it, it's a similar case with Kobe, right? Like there were times when the the Lakers medical staff and we heard oh, whispers yeah. from the oh yeah, we're going to reduce Kobe's reduce and reduce Kobe's wear and tear. And you can't tell you can't tell somebody He's no. played for 20 years what they can and can't do, correct? You, like you can't tell grandpa not to drink a scotch at lunch. Like grandpa's drinking a scotch at lunch. If that's confirmation bias because I know it's coming, okay, I guess it's confirmation bias. But I know grandpa's having that scotch. I know he's going to have the a difference. The difference well, here is that the that Lakers would, today. That would, that would be, Lakers I, today I, have enough depth that they can really I, give them on rest. Do they I really? Know. I think they do. I think I they, do. they do. They believe they do. They're going to try it. Let's put it. I this need way. a whistle. That's, that's what I need. Try it. I need a I whistle right now. Anyway, I think that's a I, Jamie. I think that's a combination of confirmation bias in between Nostradamus because it's a Nostradamus, one hundred percent, Sean. Oh, all right. I need a little. <laughs> Jamie yeah, learned a long really. time ago Any, that if you bet I, on what I, happened before, and you're likely to win. You get, the, you get the Elvis grin, too. Oh, very nice, Jamie. Very, very nice. So, no, I, I mean, see... listen, listen, this is, and look, I mean, go back and watch Kobe's final season if you want to, like, see what true confirmation. There was a, that, there's a guy on. No, that is confirmation bias. One leg, one shoulder, you know, broken hands, shooting 25 shots a game. That's the same kid that threw up three air balls in the finals. Right. 
Tell me, tell me that <laughs> without gonna, without a bit of conscience. Tell me he's thinking about what the general manager said during yeah, the press right. day. Tell me that, that, oh, that tell me that tell me that he listened to what the coach said post game about reducing wear and tear. They don't care. Showed how little he learned through the years. They, it's he not even the, it's not even about learning. It's about competitive. It's he about was the, the same guy at the end as he it's was. About, at the beginning. It's about this, this yeah. beats, and like it, it creates a fire, and that is what makes them great. It drives them. Right. It's not about what they actually even want. I don't. Well, think. It drives them, but it also is the same thing. It probably killed about a half a dozen. Of That's this equally is, talented young men. Is this not the crux? It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a death wish type of. Is this not the crux of life and motivation? You know, in order to be great, you have to you yeah. have to deny yourself pleasure. You have well, to deny. Of a hundred people born with mamba mentality, the odds of you being the one that survives is. If that. The, the, and the two and the two biggest factors in that play, Jamie, are detachment and sacrifice. Hundred percent. You can't and, care what anybody else has to say, right. and you got to be willing to pay the price. Yep, right. and that's the that eliminates almost everybody else from falling into much, those categories. Pretty much, and, Tom. And yeah, that's the right. single, and that's the single greatest reason Anthony Davis will never be like either one of those guys. Yeah, he's got the he's got the detach he's got the he's, he's got, got the detachment, like, but he doesn't, but he have, doesn't that have that. No, no, nope. I agree. I agree, Jamie. That's that's the uh, that's the missing ingredient. In the, the, in only the, thing I, the only thing I would say in AD's defense is he's still only thirty years old. What? <laughs> so a lot of a lot of our greatest players, a lot of our greatest players never, never oh, really developed that final drive until their later years. I don't know about that one, but I mean, I listen. In AD's defense, I'll say this: he is like that on defense. He's like that on defense. He just yeah. will never be. He'll just n- never be the guy that you just give the. He won't be Jokic. You give the ball to Jokic anywhere on the floor, he's gonna make his team better. Well, um, he's not the playmaker. He doesn't have the playmaking chops that Jokic has, or, 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 or the shooting, or the shooting chops, right? right? Or the or the scoring chops in general. He can score. I'm not right. trying to say that he can't score. It's just that his focus and his his sacrifice comes on one end of the floor a lot more than it does on the other, and that for the Lakers will be a problem going forward as long as LeBron and he are on the team and you're expecting a 40-year-old to carry the offensive load, right? That's This is how this team is built. And no, nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to put it in those terms. But there's a 30-year-old who wants to play defense more than anything else. And there's a 40-year-old who's asking to be the point guard. Right. On a team that has, quote-unquote, from everybody well, who ever said You're right there. You right there answers the question. The nature of their personalities makes it very Everybody to a person talked about all the great new Laker depth, how we built the chemistry, all these things. And I listened to all of it, and I was like, we'll see. Two games well, in, we have seen. Sometimes, <laughs> Jamie, good things do. Sometimes things change, man. I hope so. The worse or for the better, they change. It's not always the same thing over and over. I'll, I'll tell you when I think they're going to change. I think they're going to change. I mean, why are we even here? If we, if everybody believed in your theories, we there's no reason for this podcast. Oh, there's no reason. They're not theories. What's going to happen is what <laughs> it's seen. truth. Truth. <laughs> We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So as we we segue into the next topic, Tom, there's been uh, some conversation in our comments section, and I've noticed it uh, a little throughout uh, Lakers' social media as well. Some whispers and some maybe tapping on the shoulder of Darvin Ham that maybe you should start Christian Wood. I don't think we should complicate things with the starting lineup right now given given the nature of uh vando's situation but in the future it's it's quite possible wood gets inserted in the starting lineup 
Why are you so adamant about it, Tom? And uh, how do you think it would portend in the future if he did start at center? I think the whole issue of Christian Wood starting has been something that's always been in the back of the Lakers' minds since they signed him and since Anthony Davis restated his desire to play more power forward. Um, and it's it's funny. It's really not even a question of positions. It's just a question of whether you're going to pair him with another big who can stretch the floor, which is Christian Wood. I don't think that they're going to make any immediate changes. I think that they're going to stick with what they're doing. But it wouldn't surprise me if they all of a sudden did make a switcheroo. Because I think in, in the end, what what's become fairly obvious to the Lakers over the first two games, and it is just two games, but what's become fairly obvious is that their ability to dominate points in the paint and dominate made free throws is dramatically enhanced by Christian Wood in the lineup. They're a, they're a team that's built for two, and if it were not for the if we're not for concern over LeBron James having to play defense at the three, that there would be almost no reason not to move to a double big lineup. Most of their major competitors are going to be playing double bigs. So uh, there are other lineups where maybe they might be better to match up with a more traditional lineup with a traditional three rather than going super big. But I, I think in the end, what it comes down to is your identity. Your identity as a team which is pretty well established is a defense first orientation and a focus on scoring points in the paint and made free throws to compensate for having to rely upon three point shooting every night. And I think that's a smart, smart philosophy to do. And it's something that with all of the size that's coming into the league, the size and length that's coming into the league, I think is going to become more and more important. You got five guys out there who are big and tall and rangy. You are going to get beaten on drives to the hoop, but when you drive to the hoop, you're going to be looking at two or three other guys who are long and lanky who can block your shots. And I think that's the philosophy that the Lakers have gone. That's why they let Dennis Schroeder walk. That's why they they wanted Christian Wood and feel that he'll slot in there well. Now, there's a lot of time. We we got to see what happens with Austin Reeves. I expect Reeves to, to come back and all of a sudden reclaim a lot of minutes and touches in this game. Um, and there's still going to be a lot of a lot of opportunity with Vando out for a couple of weeks. Um, and if Wood continues to play as well as he's played and Reddish continue to play as well as they played, it's going to be harder for them to justify moving Vando in. Now, having said that, I said earlier that I think it's really important that Vando has a major role in this lineup. Uh, in this rotation because of his defense. I want to see his defense on the court 20 minutes a game. So they've got to find a way to make all of this work. And and I think it's pretty fluid right now. I think that one of the reasons why we're seeing a lot of people playing is because Ham knows he's got too many players that he can play regularly. So he needs to find out who can deliver and who can deliver. And if it's, it means that the first two weeks of the season are an extension of training camp in a sense, as long as we can hold our own and, and and win two out of three games during that period of time, I think we're fine. So I don't suspect – listen, there's a difference between Laker Tom as a fan and Laker Tom when he was a coach. As a coach, I wouldn't even think about making a change at this point in time. I think that's stupid. Okay? As a fan, change it tomorrow, man. Why wait? <laughs> you know? Forget it. You know, I'm – there's also the fact that I'm an old man. I don't I don't want to wait around here another five years for the Lakers to win. I want them to win. Every year that goes by is another chance for me to put another ribbon on my on my sports uh reputation. You know, I wanna see I wanna see a triple crown this year where the Lakers and the Yankees and the 49ers all win their championships. But uh this is uh we're in we're in two games in this last four. I mean, imagine this. Imagine what we'd be talking about today if the fourth, if the eighth quarter we played was like the first seven. Uh, Tom, I I can assure you on the po on the post game show we would definitely have received at least fifty percent of the comment section with just three three words and yeah, about seven or seven or eight exclamation points. Yep. 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 It was. Uh, I was listening this morning to, to uh, 
talk radio and they were talking about uh Amin was talking about how the Lakers were in a sense of panic, you know, going into that fourth quarter. You you could you could almost see Darwin Ham thinking there, Jesus, what this is post press post game conference is gonna be hell if we can't do something here, you know. And so what he did, man, is he pulled out two of his starters. He pulled out Austin Reeves and he pulled out, he pulled out Dorian Prince that that, that, that game. And he put in he put in two guys that I had suggested at the start of the year might be the starters, which was Christian Wood because of his size. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I have to add something here, and mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't get a chance to discuss it, but we're going to discuss it now. Uh, for all for all the um, fanfare he got in the summer, and then we saw what happened in FIBA, he got it back with criticism. And I think it's become a little too incessant. Like mm-hmm. it's too it's too much at this point. The ki- this is the kid's third year, and I'm referring to Austin Reeves. Not only is this his third year, ladies and gentlemen, Darvin Ham entrusted Austin Reeves on the floor to play out the game with two minutes left with five fouls. He yep. trusted the young man with that. So as much as he's he's being uh, a little. I think he's being taken down a peg or two unfairly right now, Jamie. Um, we we saw him get picked on last year. It's just no one really noticed him getting picked on because we were trying to get our heads above water. So right. it wasn't the uh, initial or per- secondary or tertiary issue. But we, we've seen this before. I think what happened was FIBA just – put a spotlight on his individuality of his defense. And you know what? FIBA has different rules too. Like let's, let's be perfectly honest and frank about that as well. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Larger floor, more space, easier to draw Austin Reeves and Jalen Brunson out. That being said, Jamie, I think Austin's in his own head again. And Tom, I think Tom was right about that. He's a good kid. He fights. He's a fighter. Uh, I just think he's got to calm down mentally, Jamie. And just he's got he's got decent length defensively. That will yeah, always, no, I mean, that will always help you. I just think he needs to just take a breath. Right. I'm not I sure. Refs, you. I think the I, refs are not giving I, him as good. I I, I think somebody needs to. to take him to like a like a meditation seminar. Like learn to calm yourself down, bro. I think it's I think it's a couple of things. One, I think your feeble point is astute. Like that's very true. Different rules. It was you know he was surrounded on a team of absolute superstars, or budding superstars. Now he's playing with guys who are absolutely not superstars. There's going to be more focus on him. He was the you know whether it was deserved or not or whatever the reasons are, mainly because he's a Laker. And let's be honest. If Austin Reeves was a Charlotte Hornet and had played in FIBA the way he did. Would you have gotten all the media coverage you got? Absolutely yeah. not. So part of it's that he's a Laker, right? He's all the, he just released his signature shoe. He just signed a big deal. He's an undrafted player. All of these things are, all of these things are weight. This is all weight. And so yes, I think he needs to shed some mental weight. I think he needs to just play his game. He is going to be abused in post ups. We saw that last season. We saw that in FIBA. We'll see it this season. He is not a great post-up defender. That is how you take Austin Reeves' talent away from him. You body, you put your body into him and make him body you up. That's how you. That's and so that's on the coaches to help him with as much as himself. Now the thing that I think the funniest thing I heard or read or I can't remember was Chandler Parsons saying, "Oh, I think Reeves tops out at a 15, five and five guy." To which my He's response is better than that. <laughs> what it. What what did you ever do, Chandler Parsons? <laughs> you you were you're an empty calorie scorer on bad teams. Good job. Way to go. Hey, ha- nice podcast, by the way, guy. Like, come well, on. You and put anybody well, on a pedestal, and there's a there's a whole crowd of people that are going to throw stones at the pedestal. That's fine. Like that's that's being that's being on the Lakers, right? I mean, yeah. people threw stones at Kurt Rambis. <laughs> Probably deserved I, it. <laughs> I guess whatever. He deserves it now. <laughs> you, you get, you get, you get, you get special attention as a Laker, and that is a two-edged sword that cuts both ways. You're yep. going to get more criticism, and you're going to get more flowers, and you probably don't deserve both. 
on either. I'm not saying like one or the other. I'm saying you don't deserve that much praise and you don't deserve that much criticism. And that is just the territory you're living in, man. If you, if you buy a house in Beverly Hills, your, your house insurance is going to be more expensive than if you bought it in Huntington Park. It's just as simple as that. And so, you know, I, I'm not so worried about Austin Reeves because when I watch him play, he's still playing his game. Is he getting the calls when he drives to the rim? Not yet. Maybe won't this season. They can't give the Lakers 30 free throws a game. The You know, everybody, they'll be hue and cry uh, yeah. across the league. They'll be hue and cry. Greg Popovich, will, his head will explode. <laughs> you know, that's, it's, that's just. It's it'll not, explode. So it'll, it'll, it'll be like, uh, like, like scanners, you know, his, yeah, right. you know, and, and that'll be it. That'll be it for Greg Popovich. And they'll have to find when be a new coach and that'll be sad for everybody. But, you know, I, he plays his game. He's, he's, he, is he scoring the way we want him to score? Probably not. Is that going to come around? I think it'll come and go. You know, it, the Evan Flow, he might still be even, you know, they, they really didn't play him a lot or run him a lot in preseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of still. Almost like you brought that subject up on the on the web in, in Lakerholics.com that that it's almost like they unplugged him. They, and right, that they, he, they, 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 he had that one of the things that I thought was kind of amazing. And like, I from a medical standpoint, I get it, but from like a rhythm standpoint, I don't get it. I, I know rhythm really counts, man. Like, he was in a groove, and then they were like, Hey, let's let's take it easy on that groove, buddy. You know, and then groove. so now, now he's refining the groove. So, uh, I won't be surprised if he has a breakout game here in the next game or three. Um, I really won't. I think if he goes for 25 and six and two on Sunday, everybody will be like, oh, Reeves is back. And that'll be that. It'll be the end of it. Well, he still he still had a very efficient game, four out of seven, man. I mean I mean he played better than he played better than Prince. He played better than Delo. He's played better than for the most part Vincent, who right. I, I've kind of been underwhelmed by. But well, well, we are seeing we are seeing Wood and Reddish really impact the minutes of other players. I mean, Reddish just, I think, averaging 12 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game. I, I, I They're playing backup. Now that Reddish was never in the top 10 players that were going to be in the rotation, man. No, not based on my preseason. So you was, think that 10 or 12 minutes out of there, where does it come from? Hey, listen, you know, I may be accused of having confirmation bias. I also have no problem saying I was wrong. I didn't see a role for Cam Reddish on the team. I was wrong. He's yeah. he's playing a, he's playing a great backup role on this team. Well, he looks, like he, has, he looks like he has some two-way potential. Because he's, he's hit his he's hit his shots and his, uh, I like his length on defense and his. Uh, he's 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 scored inside. He's not hitting his shots. He's scored. It's great that he's bigger, man. I mean, this is the whole got, idea. That's, I like that's, the size and length that we have. I wish that that's I really like important. To, I think that's really important defensively going forward. When Vando comes back, he's going to get taller I, and taller and taller. When Vando comes back, I can easily see a lineup of LeBron at the point, Reeves at the two, or Vincent at the two, depending on whose shot's falling, or even D'Lo at the two if he's, if he's playing well. Reddish at the three, Vando at the four, AD at the five. And that's a team that's going to get stops. That's a team that's going to get stops and is going to let AD and LeBron play their two-man I think, game. I think there's just as good a chance at this point in time that when Vando comes back, he will be – the backup shooting guard and Wood will be starting. I don't. I don't see that. And I don't. I know that's that's. I know you're big on that. I, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening in any scenario. Mainly because of mainly because of the guys that Wood is going to have to start guard coming out of the gate. If they use most teams don't start the bruising lineup. Most teams start a fast lineup. This lineup is going to be so good that other teams are going to have to adjust to it. Yeah. That, that remains to be seen, but. I like I like your I like your I like your enthusiasm, Tom. I might not share it, but I I, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Listen, no, he had a great listen. We're all just throwing stuff up against the wall, and we'll see what yeah. happens when it comes. And, we and, all and, want the Lakers. We all want the Lakers to just do great, and, and we want them to win on Jamie, Sunday. Jamie, yeah, for sure. Had, we want them to win on I'm Sunday. With, I'm with you. Hats hats off to Parsons if he's got a nice little podcast there. Yeah, great job, buddy. Good Wait good up. good for him. You're the most overrated. You got to mention out of us. Yeah, one of the most overrated players in NBA history. By far, by by far, Jamie. Mm -hmm. He played ten seasons. He played ten seasons in the NBA. Four hundred and forty games. What's his career averages? Oh my God. Twelve, three, and two. Oh, pretty close, pretty close. 12, four and a half, and less than three, 2.7. So there you go. And so let's our, talk about I would, unless, I would gladly than, take a 15, five and guy, five and five guy, Chandler. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, and by the way, um, you Amazing. never shot. You never shot fifty percent over right. your career, Chandler Parsons. No, he was. He's an empty calorie so player. Don't, like, don't listen. talk. Don't talk to us about Austin hey. Reeves, a guy who's a potential forty. And you know 50, what? Uh, people people just guy. love the fact right that Austin's Chandler. had a bad couple of games. Yeah, man. right exactly. here, right here, Chandler, right here. Right. right. Before we head on out, I want to hear some cheers and jeers. So, uh, cheers for the Kristen Lakers. Wood. I think cheers to, Jamie, cheers, cheers to coach. Cheers to coaching adjustments. Okay. All right. And any jeers in the NBA? Not necessarily. Jeers? Oh, jeers. Jeers. Oh man. Next, why, Christy, why, what happened to your backup job? No, no, no! Come on, that's not fair. You, you, you yourself said he was twenty. Are you still have to have a cheer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not taking. Guys, I've been slandered. I've been slandered by so many people. We don't discriminate against yeah, no, I love Tom, Nick Christie. Right, I think he's going to be you know a great what? asset. Tom's Probably right. Tom took, this a, year. Tom took a Tom took a lot of heat this summer from the Max Christie faithful. Oh, did I ever? <laughs> and and I'm sure that they're very quiet now. No, no, this is the next Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah, etc. You traded Kobe so, Bryant. So Tom, I, mean, I, take, it, I uh, take it right back, Tom. Tom, you go right ahead and say Max. Yeah, we're going to trade Kobe Bryant and LeBron <laughs> James, James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the Lakers. <laughs> uh, then, then Golden State. Or I'm sorry. Then uh, the Clippers blowing it against Utah last night. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was blowing it all over. Your oh stuff. man, blowing it, blowing it, and and the refs gave them every opportunity to win it on Utah's home floor. Like. What? We shall we shall see them on Wednesday, and I hopefully it's just we go savage on them because it's about now, time. If they if they traded for West, if they trade for Arden, what is their starting lineup going to be? Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, James, James Harden, Harden, Paul George, Paul George. Wait a minute, is this the and Mason, and, 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 and Tom, Tom, <laughs> they've they've. Uh, Ty they Lue. might slide man to the. They might th- slide Westbrook to the bench. I think. I think this is. I think this is the the spreadsheet nerds coming down again. Let them know, you are doing a great job of pissing off Avika Zubats. <laughs> I hope we get. I hope Zubats we get. Zubats is a better player than Mason Plumley. No every ifs, conceivable no dimension. Ands, no buts. Yeah, I don't understand Ty Lue's approach this season, but whatever. I don't care either, frankly. I'm like, yeah, keep blowing up, no, bro. We'll, we'll see them on Wednesday, and hopefully it's a savage Lakers victory. But uh, do you guys have uh, any thoughts on the game tomorrow? What do we need to do to get a victory in Sacramento, Tom? I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the game last night, um, but the Warriors won on the road against they the did. Yeah. I mean, the they Kings did. are coming in. To, is that game at home tomorrow? Yeah. No. It, yeah, yes, it's, it's at home it's our home for Sacramento. Oh, it's in, Sac- it's in Sacramento? It is. Exactly. We're subject yeah. to the beam. Tom, to the, the king, the king started off hot from three point land. They were seven and fourteen, but eventually they finished twelve of forty. They cooled yeah, exactly. completely off. So, you know, I, if there's a game where it makes imminent sense to start Christian Wood, if there's a team against whom he would feast and where our size would be dominating. Uh, it would be, let's see, uh, how about the Sacramento Kings? We'll see. I mean, I mean, with Dom Sabonis and JaVale McGee in the in the front court, Tom, they've been very active. So, mm-hmm. yeah, give me sure. it's, it's, it's good, good luck with JaVale. Is JaVale yet? How old is JaVale, man? JaVale is 36. 36? And a big man. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I'll take uh, that. I don't think it's going to happen, but our, I, I our guards, I our guards are. I, I tell you, I'll, I'll guarantee you one thing. I bet uh, you're going to see those three play together tomorrow. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'll I'm bet quite, you, quite, I'll bet you quite. at least ten minutes a game. Yeah, that sounds about right. And anyway. if they do, if they do anything close to what they did in the fourth quarter, there'll be a lot of pressure to give them a chance to start. I'd love to see that. I know you would. Okay, I'll that. As a coach, I'd probably wait halfway through the year to do it. But and and guys, I was. I used, to, I, used to have, I used to have fights with my assistants who wanted to switch people. I, I, I was. Say, no. I was meant. I was mentioning on the post game. I would. Uh, I would really have Gabe Vincent and Austin Reeves on De'Aaron Fox. I would rather put D'Angelo Russell 
on Kevin Herter, who's more of a shooter, Tom, and uh, live with the results of Austin's length on De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron's very quick water bug. Look, nobody can keep up with De'Aaron Fox. Nobody's keeping up with De'Aaron Fox. So it's no slight on Austin or anybody else for that matter. Honestly, a, that's a that, that's a game where we're going to miss Vando because you can put Vando on him and his length and quick. Yeah, it's the same thing if we play the Suns again and they have the full lineup. That's another game where we need Vando. Yep, that's why the guy's got to be given a permanent role that has got meat into it, where he's getting good solid minutes every night. I mean, he's going to start, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I, 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 not for start. Sun for Sunday. I'm saying when you start him, when you start him, you play four against five. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors... The Warriors do that. Yeah, the Warriors (laughs) didn't have an issue putting... Well, yeah, but the Warriors got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, man. Yeah. Clay's Clay's starting to... His his mileage is starting to show. Yeah. The Warriors... How how do miles count when when most of your shots don't even take a dribble? He's missing them, so... He dribbles the fewest (laughs) number of miles of any player in the NBA. Absolutely. Number of miles. Want to thank everybody for for joining us on the Lakerholic Spotlight this afternoon, Jamie. It was uh, great to have you on. Thank Laker you, Tom. As always, we love we got, the we got a Lakerholic. Now, Jamie, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on to I know my drums and my phone was dying on dollars. My drums. Yeah, Jamie, number. do you uh, do you know the Ben Harper song? I'm thinking about. I, Can you I do that really, on I'm the not drum? Really, I'm not a Ben Harper fan. I'm not going to lie. I apologize. Mm. Wow, that's a shocker. I like Ben Harper, but yeah, I can't given, remember any given, songs. Given, your, ha- given yeah. your habit, my habit, that is a very shocking I know. piece of I know. news. You know what? I have ben, not both, a fan of Ben Harper. Wow, Jack Johnson. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, the, my really? whenever I think of yeah, He's whenever right. I think of those guys, I, I think of I'm hitting on. I think of I'm hitting on like you know just out of high school ladies at the beach with a guitar, and I'm just like yeah, oh, okay. Well, that's not and, my that's not and my. And I seat. always I always thought Jack Johnson was trying to get in on the Dave Matthews. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Extra. And he and Ben Harper were fan, friends in Hawaii for a time, I guess, or something like that. That's how he got his start. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, I have nothing up. against I have nothing against Ben Harper. I just don't own any of his records, and I've never seen him play live. I, when I when his music comes on, I'm not like that's it. I'm turning it off. But I'm not like, hey, all right. I'm like, oh, cool, Ben Harper. There we go. Like that's where I'm at. <laughs> all right. And with that, if you don't like my fire, then don't come around. I'm gonna burn one down. <laughs> no, Laker Alts, thank you very much. And with that, I am your host, Magic Man Sean Grice. This has been the Lakers Fast Break. And uh, we'll hopefully be back tomorrow with uh, a pregame. I will be on pregame f- before the Sacramento Kings game. Hopefully, I'll send out the link and maybe Tom and uh, Jamie could join me. What but time is we'll the be- game at tomorrow? It is at 6 o'clock your time, 9 o'clock Eastern. Kind of late then. Okay, for a Sunday game, kind of late. All right, so the last Mm -hmm. game on Sunday. And we'll be back for the post game. Appreciate your time, everybody, and go Lakers.